This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. I am here today with an interview that I'm really excited about, and we've been talking about doing this for quite a while. It's with Joanna Yates, a professional mountain bike coach who is located in Sedona, Arizona. And I know, you know, Joanna and I have followed one another for a couple of years now, and it's one of those situations where, um, you know, we just resonate with one another. We really connect. I love her energy. I love her posts. You should definitely give her a follow, which we'll, we'll include everything in the show notes on how to follow her. But Joanna, take it away. Go ahead and go ahead and introduce yourself and, and tell us how did you get started in mountain biking and everything? Well, hey, Jen, I am so, so stoked to be here today. This is awesome. Um, when you first invited me, I was like, oh, I can't wait. I've been waiting for this forever. Um, but yeah, so I'm located in Sedona, Arizona. I coach mountain biking here, um, for the Sedona mountain bike Academy, but before that in West Virginia. So I'm originally from West Virginia and I wear several hats actually. So I'm not just a mountain bike coach, but I also work for, um, Thunder Mountain Bikes, which is also in Sedona, just right down the street. And um, I do some content creation for them as well. And so a lot of stuff I do is run out of the shop there in Sedona, which is great. Um, But how I got started in mountain biking and kind of a little background about when I first started riding. I was thinking about this this morning and I was like, oh, man, (laughs) Um, I bought my first ever mountain bike in Virginia when I was in college. And, And this was like a little trek three series hardtail was like nothing, nothing great, but it did have disc brakes, which was super great. Nice. Well, you had that. Orange. Yeah, it was orange. It was, it was awesome. I was like super stoked on it. Um, it was too small for me at the time. I didn't know that. I was just really excited <laughs> to get a bike. I was like, oh yeah, I think I spent like, you know, $500 on that bike or something. Anyways, um, I bought it because I wanted to try something new and um, it was just a way for me to get outdoors and just spend more time in nature and, and, Mm -hmm. and with other people at that time who I was riding with. So it was, that was really fun. And yeah, that's kind of like I first started riding, but I didn't get serious until I lived in um, Snowshoe, West Virginia. So I moved there like right out of college and I was a ski bum. And, uh, in the, in the summer, that park turns into a really amazing downhill park. And that's where I first started getting serious about riding. And, um, what I will tell you is that one of the first times I ever went downhill on a downhill trail, I went over the bars so hard, like so hard. I was in like, like, you know, the downhill gear, like, you know, I call it like Ninja Turtle gear, like all the, all the pads, all the knee pads, all the things, full face helmet. I went down this like crazy techie section. So technical for me at the time. And I just went over the bars. I just remember falling down, crying. I was super upset, but I got back up and I remember thinking to myself, this is really hard and this is super challenging and I'm going to figure this out. I'm yeah. going to figure this out. <laughs> nice. It's like and you get so, that combination. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, cause I was always up for a challenge and this was one thing that really, really challenged me. And I was like, all right, 
I'm going to figure this thing out. I don't know. I like it. I went over the bars. I'm like crying. I'm a hot mess, but I'm going to figure this thing out. So that's kind of where it started. And from there, um, it's, you know, I got a lot more experience um, riding a snowshoe, having friends who were in the sport and um, really feeling supported um, working and, and riding at that park. So yeah, that's kind of where it started. Nice. I'm glad you talked about having a crash because that's going to be the most pertinent part of our conversation today is just talking about mountain bike mindset, you know, and overcoming fear on and off the bike and just what you do and everything like that. So I'm glad you gave us that little like preemptive little like just treat, like a little (laughs) glimpse into how you started, because I think all of us who mountain bike can relate to having crashed and, you know, or having had an experience that just wasn't favorable, uh, including going over the handlebars and things like that. Well, yeah, because I think it happens sometimes. Yeah. And I think sometimes people see me now and they see that I do this for my job and, oh my gosh, Joanna, you just got on the bike and you know, you know what you're doing. You're so great at this. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. You just see me 12 years ago. Like you should have seen me when I first started because I was a hot mess. Like I didn't know anything. And so, um, just to see the progression of my own personal writing, I love, but, um, if I can do this, anybody can, Jen. No, totally. I'm so glad you said that because I feel like we can all use that, just that little bit of encouragement because sometimes the voice in between our ears will discourage us or make us feel like we're not as good or we'll have comparisonitis, especially with other writers who are much better than us, you know, if you ride with them. Um, And that's just a natural progression or a natural way of thinking just as a human. But yeah, it's nice to just have that encouragement and have that coach that can say, no, you can do this. Um, because I know for me, like whenever I've had friends or coaches that have said, no, you, you can totally do this. Like I have faith in you. I've already seen your abilities on other parts of the trail or at the bike park or whatever. Then it's just kind of like a little bit of a vote in your direction. Like, okay, yes, I can do it. And you're kind of like, you're getting that, you're getting just more motivated to do it. And I don't know, the more you can get outside of your head, the better. So when did you have a calling to coach mountain biking? So I, um, I got my first coaching cert in 2015 and um, I started working for Snowshoe Mountain as an instructor at the time. And so one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to become a coach and um, for me, it was, I wanted to become a better rider. Like I'd been riding, you know, five years, I had about five years of riding under my belt before I actually started coaching. And I volunteered so much at women's clinics, on group rides for my local trail crew. Like I volunteered so much just to kind of get my foot in the door in the mountain bike community. Mm -hmm. And when there was this opportunity that came my way to be like, Hey, Joanna, you know, my, my friend suggested to me, like, I think you would be really good at this. Like you should totally give this a try. And, uh, 2015, I was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to do it very much out of my comfort zone. I was like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. When I look at, when I look back at that now, I'm like, man, (laughs) I was, I still didn't really know what I was doing, but that weekend, it was like a three day, um, uh, class. And it was through a company called Terra method, which they're actually not, um, not even a business anymore, but they're old school. I was, 
Yeah, 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 very old school. And my instructor was so amazing. And um, I just like pushed myself out of my comfort zone. Again, you know, Mount Baker, you show me how, you know, it's as hard. I can do this. I got this. And I just loved it. I was like, all right, we're, we're going to do this very, again, very much pushing myself from my, out of my comfort zone as far as like coaching and riding. And um, got my cert and started coaching full time at the resort. And uh, I kind of you know, I didn't, I didn't look back. I don't think I realized that I would, I would start to make this a career, you know, and mm -hmm. like really take it as far as I have. But now I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> let's do the damn thing. Yeah. Now, what, what resort was that at? Snowshoe Mountain, which Snowshoe. is in West Virginia. Oh. Yeah. And so that's yeah. where they hold the World Cups and they're actually having yes. two different World Cups this year. Um, it is an amazing mountain and I feel very fortunate. Beautiful. That's where I learned how to ride. And it is, you know, it's tough. The terrain there is pretty, pretty epic. And mm -hmm. uh, again, like I love to call that my home mountain. It's a beautiful place. And if you haven't ridden there, you should. Yeah, I have not ridden there. I've, 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 uh, what's it called snowboarded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've snowboarded yeah. there um, because you know I, I went to college in North Carolina, but yeah. Anne Galleon actually, that's where she claims that she did a lot of her writing actually yeah. before, before or after she turned pro, I can't even remember. I think it was before she would just do run after run after run. And she would literally sleep in her car and oh, yeah. wake up the next day. Cause that's what she did when she was in grad school. Um, you know, and she would just go to snowshoe and, and she definitely like raves about that mountain a lot. Oh yeah. yeah it is a beautiful. special place. I yeah. was just recently able to go back there and ride and I was just like, yeah. This is so amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. so green. Definitely different than Sedona, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So much different. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, what's your favorite part of coaching others on the bike? Oh, man. I would say definitely to see people do things that they think they couldn't, right? Yep. There's so much of mountain biking that we focus on that, that could be scary or, again, like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to try new things. And, um, especially when people work with me, you know, I want them to have certain goals that they're working on and like, Hey, maybe overcoming this, or they want to hit this certain drop, but you know, there's a progression to get there. It's not like, again, just like my coaching journey and just like getting to where I am on the bike today. I wasn't good <laughs> when I first started and it's progression. And so one of the coolest things is seeing people do things and putting in the work and putting in the practice to become a better rider and getting to that goal. It's so satisfying, right? Like when you mm -hmm. work hard and you put in the time and you put in the work and you see yourself hit that drop that you didn't think that you could. And you're like, oh my gosh, is this mm -hmm. overcoming? Yeah, like, you know, the skills on the bike, but also um, rewiring your mindset to believe that you can do that because yeah. you can. And, yeah. and really your only limit is yourself, especially on the mountain bike, right? And then, and I love that we're kind of talking about this today, Jen, because, you know, it's something that I deal with a lot in my own riding, um, overcoming these fears on the bike. And I truly believe that you're never going to get rid of your fear. There's always going to be something else that comes up. It's a bigger feature or something crazier, a techie section on the bike or whatever it may be. You just need to learn to work with your fear. And how can you progress and get those skills to overcome that feature or 
um, you know, whatever skill that is, maybe you're working on your bunny hop or your manual, you know, I'm still working on my manuals. <laughs> so <Passing> manuals. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like believing that we can do those things. I can do a manual, right? I may not mm-hmm. be able to like ride it out for days and days and days. And it's like, you know, getting my clients, clients to believe that you can do a bunny hop. You just need the skills to get there and to yeah, practice, practice to do it and implementing that. Right. So yeah. Um, I believe you can become the writer that you, you know, you see yourself being in the future and who, whatever that may be, you know, in your head, but it's, but it's believing that you, that you can. Yeah, no, it's so true. That belief is usually the hardest part. So when it comes to your mindset, when you're writing, um, I'm curious about what, what do you think is the most important thing for you to focus on before, maybe even during and after your rides, like kind of deloading the ride or downloading the ride. Um, but yeah, like, especially paying attention to the mindset element. What do you, what do you usually do and how do you usually approach maybe more challenging rides? Yeah. If there's a ride, say, you know, sometimes like, you know, riding with, um, a lot of really good riders here in Sedona, there's a lot of really good riders here in Sedona, which is great. Um, because you know, it's not that I look to, you should always like look for people that are better than you and, you know, that have this experience that you want to become, you know, that type of writer and become a better writer. But one thing that I always think of going into this is like visualizing and um, asking myself, what is the best thing that could happen, especially with coaching, right? You come into these and maybe you have, maybe you have like a, um, you know, a feature that you're working on that you're like, Hey, you know, I want to hit this like five foot drop. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can look at that and be like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. What if I go over the handlebars? What if this happens? What if I hit my brakes before or this or that, or whatever it is, right. We have to rewire our brain to look at this feature and be like, what is the best thing that can happen? The best thing that can happen, Jen, is I hit this feature. I look like a total freaking badass in the air. I hit my form perfectly off of it. And I land so flawlessly, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have to see ourselves succeeding because if we don't, like nobody else is going to do that for for you, right? Like I can't do that, you know, for my clients. They have to believe that they can do it and then see themselves doing it, right? Totally. and it's huge. Like even, you know, like before the ride, during the ride, after the ride, like take this time to visualize yourself succeeding. I do this a lot because, you know, I know we're going to kind of get into this and overcoming crashes and and things like that, but I have to see myself succeeding. (laughs) If not, if not, I'm like, all right, mentally, maybe I'm not there today. So I need to walk (laughs) away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. 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 So it's really important that we that we see ourselves succeeding and visualize that and focus on the best possible thing that can happen, right? Because, and another thing that I will say is like trusting yourself. You know, if you put in the time and the work to become a better rider and you're doing the skills and you're on the bike and you're spending the time on the bike, which is so important, mm-hmm. trust yourself that you're good enough, right? Yeah. And a lot of times if it's a feature that's within your wheelhouse, it's more of a mental battle than anything. And it's like having someone there that supports you like a coach, right? Mm -hmm. To be like, hey, you know, maybe following the office feature, maybe, you know, here's the speed that you need to hit this with. This is the technique that you're going to use. You know, you've hit it, you've hit it so well on this one. So let's go to the next one and building, you know, that Mm -hmm. progression. So totally. Yeah. There is nothing better than I think hugging someone else's wheel and having them lead you in. (laughs) I mean, because there are times where I'll come up to something and maybe my friend is like, 
a minute or so ahead of me. So maybe I didn't see what they did and I'll just stop and they'll be waiting for me, you know, cause they know they, a lot of my friends just know what, what kind of gets in between my ears and they'll, they'll stop and they'll ask, you know, Hey, do you want to follow me in? And I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Cause then it's, yeah. then you get it. Cause you, they're right in front of you. You know, it's possible. You see what they're doing and yeah. you just mimic it. And I don't know. I know that that doesn't work maybe for everyone, but for me, I'm a visual learner and experience and an experiential learner. And that's, that's the best way for me to me to learn. So I'm glad you said that. And the visualizing, oh, Joanna, yeah. you nailed it on the head. <laughs> I, Jane, this is something that you work with on me, like with yeah, seriously, yeah. that you've helped me with so many times. Yeah, for thanks. real, like seeing myself succeeding and, mm. um, you know, supporting myself because we, again, can get so in our heads and you are your best coach. I tell people this all the time. Mm. You are your best coach. You talk to yourself more than anyone. And that is the voice in your head that you're going to hear, you know, no matter what it may be like hitting a lift or, or, or whatever, like hitting a drop, you know, whatever on the bike, off the bike, you are your best coach. Right. Yeah. Yep. And man, visualizing, it's one of those things, you know, I don't talk about it with a ton of people. I've definitely talked about it with a, a few of closer individuals. So everyone who's listening, great. You're going to learn something new about me. Um, I've been working actually with a sports psychologist here in Denver. She's phenomenal. Uh, ever since my crash, you know, actually we've only been working together for the last few months, last several months, but I had a crash a couple of years ago that kind of just threw me for a curveball. And as a coach, like someone like you, like when you're a professional coach and your movement is limited because of an injury, you know, I basically tore my shoulder labrum and impacted my C5, C6 in my neck, which of course impacts anything. Like if you injure your neck, it just impacts your entire life. So that, that pretty much turned me upside down, but working with her, her name's Dr. Ricky Walker. Uh, I'll link her in the show notes. Her biggest thing is visualizing. Like that's the number one thing that we work on whenever we do, EM, you know, EDMR or EMDR rather. And, you know, any of our in-person sessions, we're always usually working on visualizing and just trying to get, get the positive thoughts going on in your head. Um, you know, your brain, I think research has shown that your brain actually doesn't even know the difference between you actually doing something and you thinking of actually doing something. So, you know, I'll say that again, like your brain doesn't actually know the difference between you doing something physically and thinking about doing something because I think that's so important. So Joanna, I love that you, that you said that. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, this is a process. It's not something again, oh, you yeah. know, it doesn't, you know, I, so I used to ride with, um, one of my girlfriends back home, her name is Pat Rayberg. And I used to ride with her in the park all the time. And she's a mountain bike coach. She's amazing. She's, just an amazing human being. And one time I was riding up um, the lift, the ball hooter lift at Snowshoe Mountain with her. And we were just chatting back and forth. And one of the things she told me that stuck with me and I take to my coaching now is she was like, Joanna, yeah, you can be doing the skill and, you know, whatever. There's this momentum that you have on the bike to keep going forward on those two wheels all the time. But there is also this mental momentum that you have to have to keep going forward. And to keep becoming a better writer, because if you don't, you'll just stop and you will not progress. She's like, yeah. so it's just as important for your mindset as it is, you know, the skills that you have. So I always take that with me and I just think it's so important. So yeah, visualize yourself succeeding. I love that. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. So many good nuggets already. So is there anything else that you do off of the bike that helps you get your head right on the bike? 
you know, I know you do some strength training and things like that, um, on your own, but you know, what else do you do? Yeah, I, so I do, I'm a yoga teacher as well. (laughs) I used to teach yoga a lot. I don't so much now. Sometimes I do teach yoga to the boys at the shop who are very not flexible. So that's (laughs) always great. Yeah, they need it for sure. So that's just fun. And I, you know, I teach yoga for fun now. Um, but definitely yoga, um, strength training, of course, a hundred percent. Um, also things that really, really help me is working with you, Jen, and getting my nutrition and just that stuff dialed because I'm telling you this year I went into January and I was like, what do I need to most help with? And nutrition was one of the big ones. I was like, I feel so crappy on the bike. Like I need to figure this out. And, um, that was kind of when I reached out to you, I was like, man, I'm spending all this time on the bike and I just need more energy. So, you know, meal prepping and making sure I have food and eating, you know, every so often on the bike and Mm -hmm. hydrating. Oh my gosh. Huge. Right. (laughs) I live in Arizona. So (laughs) hydrating a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, definitely yoga and and more of the mindset stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. of course, to keep, to keep me mentally strong. Um, you know, like I said, it's definitely a daily, a daily thing, but I want to see myself succeeding. And even now, like I have a lot of goals for myself in the next few months, um, as far as writing goes. So I'm just like really working on seeing myself hit those features and being in that moment in my head and what it's going to feel like, what it's going to smell like, what's going to taste like, how I'm going to feel after. Right. Yeah. So, so you have to put yourself, yeah, put yourself in that situation. And you made a good point of like, your sensory in, you know, mm-hmm. feedback and what your, what your senses are picking up. Um, think about that, you know, so for those of you listening, like think about the moment that you want to succeed or that part of the trail that you want to, that you want to clear. And, you know, what will that look like, feel like, sound like, taste like, you know, what will it smell like? Like, just think, I want you to think about everything. Like, are you smelling the pine? That's like freshly cut. Are you like, just put yourself in that scenario because you're, your mind will actually connect with that experience a lot more when you're visualizing it. If your senses are involved, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, the mind is, we still don't know everything about the mind. So this is <laughs> yeah. why, I, this is why I nerd out on, on this stuff so much, but you know, we're still learning a lot more about it, but that is definitely something that they find, um, is the thing. And of course, well, I've loved working with you so far. I mean, I always <laughs> love working with you. I shouldn't say yeah. so far. I mean, yeah. I, I lo- I've loved working with you. And, and that is one thing I love is just seeing people, realize like, oh, okay, you know, like, this is how I feel. And like meal prep can't be too scary. Like, I, you know, me, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a strict coach <laughs> yeah. in terms of yeah, like. Yeah, but also I, that was one of the scariest things for me. I'm like, so what do I need to do? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just keep I it mean, simple. And I, yeah. I, don't, I like keep it as simple, like simple AF, like whatever yeah. is the easiest for folks, especially as busy as you are. Um, since you have a lot of coaching clients and, and things like that in Sedona and, um, and then you work at the bike shop, you know, it's one of those situations where you have to kind of figure out what's going to work with your schedule and your energy level. Cause I think a lot of people focus on like time management, but it's also energy management too, because you're dealing, I mean, this is not meant to sound negative, but you're with people all day and you're giving a hundred percent of yourself and you're really needing to show up. So that takes a lot more energy because you don't want to be the coach that comes to them and and is like, "Mm, Debbie Downer, you know, like I have no energy. So you have to show up for these people and, you know, figuring out kind of what works with your schedule and your, your energy management is so important. So, so yeah, I thanks. think I well it's, I'm glad that you mentioned that Jen because that is definitely something I do like I'm very like you know 
I'm very positive person. I usually vibe like pretty high. I'm like, all right, let's totally. go. You know, like, especially in my coaching, I'm like, all right, let's do this, you know, but I have to have that time. You know, something else that I do is like, I very much love spending time at home, chilling, just reading, listening to podcasts, like just doing my thing. It's like getting away from um, always talking when you're coaching, you're always on. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm very much communicating a lot and doing demos and it's, and, you know, it's a, it's a lot. It requires a lot of you. So having that downtime is really important to me as well. And I think that helps me refuel to become, you know, to get better and like give my clients a hundred percent. So I have to have that. It's so no, important. Totally. It, reset time is so important, especially when you're in an extra, such an extroverted profession. Yeah. Um, you have to have that like kind of introverted reset time where you're just laying low. So good for you for like taking that self-care that's needed. Yeah. That hasn't always been easy, but I am definitely, no. um, better at it now. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not very easy, but you know, it will prevent like burnout and just resentment and frustration towards your clients. So, yeah. you know, I wasn't always like that either. I would work seven days a week, especially in the beginning of your business. When you first start your business, it's kind of the expectation, but now I'm like, I mean, you know, like I set my parameters. I'm like, Sundays, I, I apologize, it. but I'm always off. Like, I'm always 100% off on Sundays. I apologize, even if it's an emergency. Like, I'm not a doctor on call. Like, I love you all, but like, <laughs> I need at least today and most of Saturday. So, like, I'll check my email and my messages in the app on Saturday morning. But then after that, like, I'm I'm disconnected because I'm so on Monday through Friday. And, uh, and, you know, and I have my own goals that I have to pursue and, and I never want to resent my, my team. And I think, you know, you're the same way as you never want to resent your clients. So it's important. Totally. Yeah. I love it. And so right now is kind of my downtime in Sedona. I was telling you beforehand that the forest is closed right now because of forest fires, but usually in summer, I, I definitely focus a lot more on my skills progression. I, even coaching in the busy season, I usually make time for myself to get out and ride and work on my own skills progression. Um, but now it's kind of downtime. I, you know, don't ride as much, even though I do have some coaching coming up in uh, next month and through August, but um, it's kind of like off season. It's, it's kind of yeah. reversed for you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, but it's yeah, there's always dips. Yeah. There's always like some sm- mild dips. Like I have two months out of the year. Usually it's like peak summer and peak winter, like right around the holidays um, that are kind of like lulls, which is great because then it's like, ah, oh, content creation time, you know, I can kind of buckle mm-hmm. down and do some more things and make some more programs. But, and I, I appreciate that. You kind of have to do things seasonally, which is nice. Well, now we're going to talk about the ugly side. It's not so much the ugly side, but you know, it's the side that I think people fear the most when it comes to mountain biking. It's just crashing. So let's talk about, let's share some stories. So what was your worst, worst crash so far on the bike? And was there a learning experience with it? Uh, totally. So I have two that come to mind and one crash was that happened to me was before I left Snowshoe, actually, I was injured when I left there and moved to Sedona. So when I first moved to Sedona, I was injured <laughs> and I did like a little bit of riding. Yeah. So, um, I've been in Sedona since 2017 and before I left the resort, I was riding with a couple of, um, friends and I hit this drop in the park at Snowshoe Mountain and went complete over the over the handlebars, landing on my shoulder, on my head. Um, not good. 
I immediately got up and was like, something is not right. Um, <laughs> got back on my bike. I was so like so much adrenaline. Like, you know, when you crash, I'm like, I'm fine. Yes. Get down to the bottom of the lift. And I could not lift my bike up to put it in the tray to get back up the mountain. I was like, okay, something may be wrong here. Yeah. And so what happened is I cracked my scapula Oh. and I separated my shoulder and, you know, mild, mild head injury there, but it was, it was not good. And so what I will say with that one is <laughs> I ego got in the way so much. <laughs> I should not have been or even hitting that. Cause I sat there for an hour contemplating, like, how was I going to hit this feature? And, you know, oh my gosh, like all these reasons in my head I should hit. Um, ego got in the way and I should definitely not have hit that. And so now um, I'm very much, you know, a lot smarter in that space and, and not letting my ego get in the way and being like, you know what, if that's not for me. And I work with a lot of clients now who I'm like, listen, the feature is not going anywhere. It will be there when you mm. are ready to hit it, walk away until you have that skill set to hit it. Because if not, things like that happen, right, Jen, like you get mm. hurt or you second guess yourself or you go into something that you're not ready for. If you're ready to hit a feature, you will know. You will know mentally that you're ready to hit it and you will feel ready on the bike to hit it, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, there's still a lot of things that happen, but I'm telling you, like, just walk away because it's not worth it. Feature's not going anywhere and remind yourself that, right? So yeah. I did not do that on that day. And, you know, mm -hmm. it set me back like six months. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, injuries are definitely a part of this sport, but, um, you know, don't let your ego get away. <laughs> Um, yeah oh my gosh I mean you know it's, of course I was riding with a bunch of boys that day so I'm like ooh, <laughs> gotta keep up um, gotta, yeah, gotta show like, them oh. yeah. yeah um so another one that comes to mind and which is actually more recent um it was in April it was like the beginning of April and I mm. was on this crazy steep trail um it wasn't in Sedona <laughs> and uh you know, I, we were doing some shuttle laps and I, this is like my fourth time going down the trail. I was following one of my good friends down the trail and a rock just came up out of nowhere, front tire, basically another over the bars moment. Right. But the train that I was on was really steep. And so I rolled down, like I say, like Tomahawk, you know, like <laughs> ass over mm -hmm. in, like rolling down mm -hmm. the hill, um, for about, you know, it was, it was a long way. It was not good. I landed in rocks. Um, I had a huge hematoma on um, my left eye, which is still there right now. I mean, it's, it's not as bad, yeah. um, but it is still there. And um, I hit my head, broke my helmet, um, got up really scared. I hit my face as well. And it was super scary. I think the scariest thing about this crash is that it happened so fast. and um, I was just on the ground and I was like, what happened? You know, I had no idea. I'm like, wait a second, what happened? And you're just like, so disoriented. Thankfully I had some friends there and, um, you know, ended up being fine. I thought I broke my leg, didn't break my leg. No big deal. I'm fine. I'm so thankful to walk away with only a couple of bruises from that mm -hmm. because it, I would say that's the worst crash that I've had to date because it was so like, you know, so much trauma there. I was like, what just happened? It put yeah. me on my ass hard. So, um, you know, that one was really scary. And one of the things that I will say about this one is it really messed with my head. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think I remember talking to you about this one. I was yeah. just like, oh, I got back on my bike like a 
couple days later and I was just not ready. You know, mm. I was scared. I was like, man, <laughs> how am I going to overcome this? And mm-hmm. again, like back to what we talked about earlier, really helped me is a going slow and taking my time getting back to where I needed to be right. Like going on some road rides, like chilling, like just getting back on the bike and, and remembering like, Oh yeah, I am a good rider, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but visualizing, um, myself even going down the smallest sections of trail, because a lot of times after you have a crash like that, you'll be like, Oh my gosh, what if that happens again? Or what if I hit this and do that? It's reminding yourself that you're a good rider and trusting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Getting back on the bike is important. And, um, and just, you know, reminding yourself that you got this and you got to get back on two wheels and, and do it. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's just a process, but like, and that stuff can be scary for sure. But, um, yeah, and that one, that one was rough. That one was no fun. No, it was rough even watching on Instagram. Cause your friends would post like them helping you down the mountain yeah. after oh that gosh. crash. Yeah. And it was really hard. Like, of course, as like your as a, your coach, I was just like, Oh God, okay. What do you need? Like what, what's going on? You know, I reached out to you and I remember messaging like, Hey, Hey girl, are you okay? Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just hard to see, you know, your friends yeah, kind of in totally. pain and experience that. And, uh, cause you know, of course you don't want any, anyone in pain, but it, yeah. it sounds like afterwards, did you, did you aim to get back on easier trails and trails that you knew that you could that you could do just to kind of help build yeah. your confidence a little bit or what did you do? Totally. I, I did not ride anything that was super crazy. It wasn't like I was out there being like, Oh yeah, next day I'm going to go shred Highline. Like let's go. Or like <laughs> yeah. hangover. Let's go. No, I, you know, I just got to be honest, like I have like a little cruiser bike. It's a 92 stuff stump jumper. And like, I just rode mm-hmm. around the neighborhood. Like yeah. I just got outside. I pedaled around. Cause like, best thing for me to do at that time was just kind of get moving, get the blood moving through my leg. Like, yeah. That was an awful bruise. <laughs> yeah. It was not good. No. And I, I just needed to get back on the bike and, um, and feel good again and ride stuff yeah. that I knew I, um, you know, could clean and, 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 you know, mm-hmm. feel confident on what I will say about that, um, about that crashes, you know, even the, for people who are like thinking about mountain bike game, they're like, Oh, you know, there's always this variable of, you know, you could crash or whatever. Yeah. There's always a risk that you do take getting on the bike for sure. But even the best riders crash, right? Like I will say this, there's so many things that go through your head and you're like, Oh my God, am I even a good rider? And, and for me, I was like, Oh, I'm a coach. I just crashed. Like what in the world? No, 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 no. Do not let yourself go there. Because these things happen to anyone, right? Like mm-hmm. even the best writers, oh my gosh, pros, right? Oh, yeah. um, don't let yourself go there. And, and that's like another conversation of like imposter syndrome and like all of this, mm-hmm. the things that come up and, and just make you feel, you know, like you're not good enough. But remember, like if you are really working on your mental mindset and you're there, like you're going to be so strong and really be there for yourself. Like I, yeah. you know, every day I'm like, writing down like positive affirmations to myself. Like you got this, Joanna, you are a good mountain bike coach. You're, you know, all these different things. Like I can do this. I got this, you know, it is so important, especially coming off injury, right? Like Mm -hmm. be kind to yourself, right? Let your body heal. And that's something that I don't think I used to do from my, 
from my the first injury that I was talking about to this one now, I was way, I let myself sit on the couch. I let myself just chill. I didn't stress myself out. I was like, I'm letting my body heal. I wasn't, I didn't really rush the process of getting back on my bike, even though I knew, you know, it was good for me. And you have to give yourself that time. It's mm-hmm. so, so important. Definitely. Is there anything else that you recommend doing when your fear may seem so extremely crippling? Yeah. Take a couple deep breaths, right? (laughs) Like breathe it out. And again, like if it is, if it is a feature or trail that you're working on um, and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. And it's just so crippling. I actually had this happen with a client recently, Jen, and she was so terrified and had so much anxiety. She just stopped. She stopped talking to me. She stopped talking to the person that we were with. She was so in her fear, right? She was feeling all Mm -hmm. of it. She was just like, oh, crippled. And I just told her, I was like, listen, nobody is forcing you to do this. You can walk away. And that is also a powerful thing to do, right? Like, yeah, it's cool that you can ride the feature and oh yeah, but that does nothing for me. It has to, you have to be ready for it. And and so like, take some deep breaths, ask yourself why you want to hit the feature, you know, like, and if it's not today, that's okay. Because like I said, the feature is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with that. And just like, you know, work on that process of like calming yourself down in those situations. And I honestly wish I would have done that. Um, you know, I was talking about the, the first, um, the first injury that I had, like really going over the bars and getting hurt really bad when I broke my shoulder. I wish I would just taken a couple deep breaths and been like, you know what, this is not for me today. That's okay. I'm going to walk away and I'll be ready for it later. Um, so yeah, I mean, just take, take a couple deep breaths, ask yourself like, you know, why do I want to do this? And remind yourself, one of the biggest reasons, remind yourself, you ride your bike to have fun. I I mean, that's why I ride my bikes. I want to have fun. And if I am not having fun and I am terrified and I am in this panic mode, okay, girlfriend, it is time to reassess what is going on. Right. It's true. It's true. I need to be like, okay, why am I doing this? I, I ride my bike to have fun. Yep. (laughs) And so, um, you know, learning skills and learning to become a better rider that definitely helps you have more fun and how you can overcome. But, you know, ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fun element, that is the, that's the biggest thing. And I think that kind of goes a lot, a lot along with the, the next question I had, which was if you had any advice for folks who might be hesitant to try new things on the bike, especially if it's things that scare them, like they, they want to try these things, but I think it's just that moment of like, you know, am I capable of doing this? Like, how do they know that they're capable of doing it? And, you know, what can kind of get them over, over things that scare them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I would say one of the biggest things is having someone there like a coach, right? This is where, you know, I think coaching is so huge because sometimes we don't know, right? Like if you're having that that point of where you're like, oh, can I hit this? Do I have the right form? Well, coach is going to be there to help guide you. They've taken video and that's a lot of what I do. I take a lot of video of my clients so they can see visually where they're at, what they need to work on and what they need to do to get to that feature, right? Like, and this is, you know, it's huge. Like if you put in the time, if you put in the work to become a better rider, you're going to have less um, anxiety when you come up to that feature. 
and you're going to be ready for it because you're like, oh, I've hit that like 10 times, you know, I've hit this feature. And so I know this is like, you know, maybe it's, you know, another foot or what, however big it is, you know, um, and you feel more confidence, like you're growing that confidence and you're building your progression. So coaching is huge. I mean, think about it, Jim, like, oh God, it, yeah. the Olympics is coming up, right? Like yes. those people who are in the Olympics are not out there without coaches. They did mm -hmm. not do it on their own. They had so many people helping them. And so it's crazy to me when people come to me and they're like, oh, why would I get mountain bike coaching? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. Do you want to get better? Like yeah. if you want to get better and progress on the bike, no matter what your goals are, and that could, maybe you don't want to hit jumps or drops, or maybe you don't have any, like, you know, maybe your goal is to not like go to Red Bull Rampage or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But maybe your goal is just this, you know, have more control and be safer on the bike. Okay, yeah. cool. That's great. Get a coach Get to a help coach. you do that. No, totally. <laughs> I think a lot of times folks think that they're not qualified enough to have a coach or they're not good enough to have a coach, which to me, again, that's that imposter syndrome you mentioned earlier, or it's yeah. just them, their lack of confidence and thinking that like, no, you are worthy of having a coach. You're worthy of that investment with that time and the investment money, you know, financially wise or financial yeah. wise. But to me, having a coach it makes your journey from point A where you are right now to point B where you want to be so much shorter. You know, I have a coach for a variety of reasons. Obviously I'm going to hire you when, when I'm out in Sedona yeah. in November, you know, yeah. and we've already talked about like working together on a couple of sessions out there on some just tech technical stuff. And like, to me, that is like, I'm worth that because it makes it so much easier for you to progress. And it's so much of a faster progression and damn, it is a lot of fun just to work with someone and work on your own. I don't want to call them weaknesses, but like areas of improvement, you know, and yeah, totally. it's empowering. And I, I, I hope folks who are listening just realize that, like, you know, think about how long you're potentially going to live. Like maybe you're going to live like in your late seventies, early eighties, hopefully even later or longer. But if you work with a coach for even just one year out of that time, that one year is such a small fraction of time investment when you look at the longevity piece and you're learning the skills. And that's what I often say, like, especially with my nutrition clients and things like that and health coaching clients. But it's the same thing. It's very applicable to folks who are, who are getting mountain biking coaching as well, or who are investing in a sports psychologist or something like that, because that is an investment in yourself. And it like, there is no better investment. You know, there is literally, in my opinion, no better investment than investing in yourself and investing in how you can become a better writer and how you can just make those improvements. I mean, Oh yeah, I, I, Jenna, I completely agree. I mean, this is something that we both agree on that we're like, yes, yeah. do it, do it. You're <laughs> worth it. It's so, yeah, it's so important. Not only, you know, yeah, it's, it is an investment, but you are investing in yourself and that's so mm -hmm. important no, totally. and it's going to give you so much more confidence and it's going to keep you accountable. And that's the reason why people make such big gains in a small period of time, you know, with a coach, because they can give them that feedback, right? They can give them like, hey, actually, you need to work on this. I mean, I, you know, I get my own coaching as well on the bike and like in other areas, but it is huge. Like, and I always come from a learning mindset. I love it. I always want to learn something new. And if I can learn something from someone else, I'm like, yes. Sign mm -hmm. me up. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Learn from an expert, you know, especially yeah. if you're not an expert in something like learn from someone who is, and it yeah. makes the learning process so much easier. 
Uh, was there anything else you want to add that, you know, or maybe some tidbits about mindset and just self-work that you can do? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just, I kind of went in on this and, um, listen, this is, you know, mountain biking isn't easy, whether you're starting like from beginner to no matter what level you are, I I coach all level of clients, right? If you're the newbie, like green, (laughs) never done it before. Like I was my first time, or Mm -hmm. if you're coming with certain goals, like you want to hit, you know, this feature, this feature, jump better, drop better, whatever it is. Um, you got to put in the work to become a better writer. Yeah. You can go and hire the coach and, and do all the things. But a lot of times what I, I tell my clients is, nothing works unless you do. So you've got to put this skill time on a calendar, make it happen to become better um, and really put in the work, like doing the work um, to become a better writer. And it's hard, but it doesn't have to be. Keep it simple, right? Focus on small things. Um, A lot of times when, when people come and work with me, I'll give them homework to do. Um, And it's like one thing, one skill that you practice on every ride you go on. Cause you know, you go to a weekend clinic or you go to this or that, and there's so much information thrown at you. When you really work with a coach one-on-one, oh my gosh, game changer, huge. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah. it is, I mean, I know this from working with you, Jen, like <laughs> it is a game changer. I'm telling yeah. you. Um, and a lot of times I'll tell clients like, go out, do your ride. And one thing I want you to focus on, it could be simple as like, just looking ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just looking down and not looking where <laughs> you really want to go. And it's like little things like that will add in. Um, so that stuff can be huge. And just, you know what, if you're wanting to try something new, yeah, go for it and like get some coaching. I know a, I know a ton of amazing coaches all throughout the U S who are just mm-hmm. like, no matter where you are, where are you listening to this at? Like, you know, hit me up, let me know. I'll connect mm-hmm. you, um, get you in there so you can get some coaching and it's a game changer. I'm telling you, if you yeah. want to become a better writer, do it. Oh man. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I mean, obviously I'll work with you on a couple of sessions and I'll probably hit up uh, one of my other clients. Yeah. Is locally here just on because my big thing is like steep terrain if it gets yeah. super steep because I'm a I'm a traditionally a cross-country rider so yeah. <laughs> you know I'm used to kind of flowy and plus also from North Carolina which doesn't have a ton of steep terrain yeah. um at least in the parts that I regularly rode so you know you just have to be aware of where your areas of opportunity are and get the right coach that's the good fit for you and I love that you you have that network of folks because I think it's really important to really lift other coaches up, you know, because yeah. there's, there's too many people out in the world that want to be coached for one coach to handle, in my opinion. Oh, so yeah. I'm all and about supporting people, you know, totally, totally. Yeah. And so some, that is something that I'm, um, I help a lot of coaches as well, Jen. And so I work with a lot of different mountain bike coaches on how to be a better coach, build confidence mm-hmm. in that way, really know your material, what you're, what you're teaching, how to nail mm-hmm. your demos, how to speak with more confidence and get things across simple. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to mountain bike skills, it can get a little crazy. If you go look on YouTube, you're like, I'm <laughs> so overwhelmed. Yes. My coaching is simple to the point. And um, yeah, it's, it's not, not complicated and it's going to get you to where, where you want to go, which is, which is awesome. Breaking yeah. it down. Simple. I love it. So tell us, and I will include the, these things in the show notes, but you know, I want to end on how folks can find you, you know, how they can reach out to you if they, if they're in the Stona area, um, if they want to be coached by you, you know, plug website, social media, all of that stuff. So tell us how they can find you. 
Yeah, so I'm super excited because my website is going live this week. So that will be like the main hub where people can find events with me, coaching with me, private coaching. I coach through a company here in Sedona. Um, it's awesome. The Sedona Mountain Bike Academy, they are just so amazing. I've coached for a lot of companies over the years, and this is my favorite, <laughs> hands down. Um, but yeah, so Sedona Mountain Bike Academy, you can find me on social media, Joanna J. Yates. And um, yeah, all of them are the same on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the things. Um, but yeah, the main hub will be my website. Again, like I'm really, really excited to offer um, some online coaching, um, which I have done in the past, but not in this way. I haven't offered it in this way. So I'm really excited for that, especially for um, clients that I have on the East Coast who are like, oh, mm -hmm. Joanna, you're gone. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, anyone who is looking for, you know, a little bit more, um, feedback in their writing and maybe they're struggling with certain mm -hmm. things. So I'm really excited to offer that and just to have all of this stuff in, in one place where you can see where you can come and uh, come and ride with me. So yeah, come to Sedona and ride with me. Heck yeah. Awesome. Is your website going to be joannajyates.com or? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. perfect. All right, sweet. I will link everything in the show notes. Yes, Joanna, thank you, Jen. I, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am for you <laughs> and, and doing this podcast with me and, there are so many, particularly lady shredders, who I want to have conversations with and want to interview going forward, you know, so you're, you are just the start. Um, but I always love your energy. I cannot wait to see you and hug you in November. I know. I'm so <laughs> excited. I am so pumped. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Sonoma Mountain Bike Festival, Rome Fest is before that. It's just going to be yes. a great time. I cannot wait to see you and ride with you and we're just gonna hang out and it's gonna be amazing jen thank you so much you're amazing oh, yeah i love it I, you put in the work i i'm just here i'm here with the templates and the assistants everyone that i work with though they're the ones that put in the work kind of like what you said earlier nothing works unless you do and it's so true you know oh, so yeah. yeah so thank you so much i appreciate you more than you know yes Thank you. Thank you. So grateful for you. All right. So friends, those of you listening, I will again, link everything in the show notes on how you can connect with Joanna. Definitely give her a follow on Instagram. Her Instagram is always chock full of tips, motivation. I just, I love your energy, Joanna on Instagram and, uh, thank you. and you know, definitely give her a follow, reach out to her, especially if you are going to be attending the Stone Mountain Bike Festival in November, I will link, you know, information to that. Hop on it. I know I will be there. I'm actually going to be in Stoner for 10 days. So I'm really looking forward to it going to be there with my dog and my partner. Um, but yes, definitely check the show notes. I am so grateful for you all listening. If this was helpful for you, please share it on social media, you know, tell friends about it. Give me a rating, give me a review. That would be, that would mean so much because that helps me get in into more ears. That sounds weird, but that helps me reach more people <laughs> on that note. I hope you all have a beautiful day.